0: Welcome to another episode of Crypto Riot, the show that takes the magic and mystery out of cryptocurrencies and amateur investing. I'm your host, David Haight, and in today's episode, I'm glad to announce that JP Morgan and Chase is finally changing their stance on Bitcoin. Well, that's not really true. If you're a J.P. Morgan and Chase customer and you have a credit or debit card, you're still not actually able to use that to purchase Bitcoin. And let's not forget that the CEO a few months ago had this to say, I could care less what Bitcoin trades for. How it trades, why it trades,
1: who trades it. If you're stupid enough to buy it, you'll pay the price for it one day.
0: Now, if you watch my channel, you'll know that these comments infuriated me. In fact, so much so that I publicly challenged Jamie Dimon to a debate. And to show that I was serious, although I'm not a billionaire like like Jamie Dimon, I offered to donate $10,000 of my own personal money to a charity to make this happen. Now, a few months later, Jamie Dimon has gone on the record and saying he regrets making those comments. I
1: could care less about Bitcoin. I don't know why I I said anything about it.
0: So I've lost a huge amount of respect for this man. I am so frustrated and annoyed with our current banking systems. The idea that you're supposed to pay seven or $10 a month to keep a checking account, the idea that a $35 overdraft fee is reasonable is something that just shows the lack of competition in this industry. And the thing that I like about Bitcoin is it's the same concept as Uber. They didn't go in and ask permission from the taxi service to launch. No, Bitcoin just launched, cryptocurrencies are launching. There's absolutely no way to stop these technologies. And I think now banks are realizing that they either need to get on board or they need to be left behind like the horse and carriage. So although I appreciate Jamie Dimon coming out and retracting some of those comments, I feel that he needs to go a lot further because he's damaged the cryptocurrency community and he's bashed the crypto cryptocurrency community for the last year. And if he wants to make a serious men's, I think he needs to go a lot further into embracing this tech. The, the
1: world economy is so big. We move, JP Wall alone, these companies, $6 trillion, we move all this money. And Bitcoin in total is, 50, all these currencies are $50 billion, maybe a billion dollar trades a day.
0: For me, this is professional negligence. He fully understands the competition and the threat that Bitcoin uh, holds to his bank. And instead of taking it, embracing it, or instead of accepting the new technology, um, he's basically just spreading fear and doubt. And if you look at uh, how old Mr. Diamond is, and he's in his 60s, um, if you look at how the distribution of wealth works as far as how the majority of people that have a lot of money are older rather than younger, um, he's done significant damage to the cryptocurrency market. So while he's got a $6.7 billion uh, quarterly profit, um, while he goes and talks shit about the best financial systems we've ever come up with, uh, it only took him a few uh, months to come back and double down on those promises. So this is actually back in February. We're talking about if you have a Bank of America, JP Morgan and Chase or Citigroup uh, card that you're still not able to buy uh, cryptocurrencies. So you're not able to onboard through that. And it was only a few days later that he finally there's finally an internal memo coming out and he says look cryptocurrencies are here to stay and that's sort of where we're left with now it's obviously it's obvious that Jamie Diamond uh, through his ignorance and negligence has gotten backed into a very difficult corner it's going to be very difficult for him to save any face and if you watch my channel if you subscribe to my channel i would um, continue to put as much pressure on him as I can because I believe that he's really damaged the industry and until he comes around fully I think that he's just trying to satisfy his shareholders and he's just trying to satisfy um, the press I don't think that he's really come around I him and his bank will still continue to make it difficult to onboard uh, with cryptocurrencies in 2018 and 2019 You may be wondering what caused me to publicly challenge Jamie Dimon to a debate and then stake $10,000 of my own money on the line which by the way, is still available. The reason that I did this is that I'm passionate about cryptocurrencies. If you subscribe to this channel and you follow my channel, you'll know that I'm a true believer in this technology. So when I'm getting excited about this technology, it's because I get to treat everybody in the world the same. One of the incredible things about this YouTube channel, for example, is that in each of the videos, I give away 0.1 Ethereum. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world, it doesn't matter what technology or platform you're using, as long as you have access to a smartphone, you have access to banking services. I can transfer value anywhere in the world instantly. Now, I absolutely can't do that with the banking system. So while JP Morgan and Chase has a quarterly profit of $7 billion, I'm left trying to figure out ways that I can transfer small amounts of money to my family in Panama in Venezuela. And while I'm doing that, the CEO of this very same bank, goes on and challenges the network. In fact, the only network that works for me. While Visa card, MasterCard, and all of the banking systems have continually failed me, the one thing that I have been consistently able to use are cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. So it's personal for me. I'm not a rich man, $10,000 is a lot of money for me, but I am very serious in my conviction. I am very frustrated and I'm very annoyed at this. So I'm glad that Mr. Diamond has now changed his tone. I'm glad that he's recently said, Um, that these comments were a mistake. I want to think that his intentions are sincere. I think that this is much more of a political move on his part. His obvious incompetency and his obvious inability to understand technology has forced him into a corner where he's obviously made himself a fool. Now he's trying to backtrack out of that situation and I would encourage all of us in the cryptocurrency community to not let him off that easily.
1: My daughter sent me an email saying, Dad, I own two Bitcoins.
0: (laughs) My there formerly everybody. smart daughter. So my offer of $10,000, which I'll donate to charity if Jamie Dimon debates me in public, still stands. I'll be in New York this month on the 24th for the NAC3 Bitcoin and Blockchain Conference. Now, I'm still using the hashtag #debateDavid. David. You can follow me on Twitter at @DavidHayCrypto. It would be great if we could get this hashtag started again. And realistically, I know there's a small chance of Jamie Dimon actually debating me, but if he's gonna use his billions of dollars of resources To spread fear and doubt about Bitcoin. I think it's only fair I think of creative ways to bring out the real truth about what cryptocurrencies are actually doing in the world. For those of you that are new to the channel, here's the video that I posted about Jamie Dimon's response to Bitcoin six months ago. I could care less what Bitcoin trades for, how it trades, why it trades, who trades it. If you're stupid enough to buy it, you'll pay the price for it one day. Before we start talking about Bitcoin, let's talk about the CEO of America's largest bank. Jamie Diamond is 61 years old. He was born in 1956, which means that when he was 5 years old, JFK was assassinated. When he was 13, America landed their first man on the moon. And when he finished high school, the internet as we know it didn't exist. When Jamie Diamond was 30 years old and his mom called him to wish him a happy birthday, he answered on a phone that looked like this. The reason that this is so important is that this guy and guys like him are in charge of looking after and investing your money. If you're a millennial like me and you have some type of retirement account or 401k, it's professional bankers just like this who we're paying to invest our funds and shape our future. And I find it absolutely infuriating that a clown like this who we pay $28 million a year to make sound financial and technological decisions has this to say about some of the most promising and upcoming technology.
1: I could care less about Bitcoin. I don't know why I said anything about
0: it. But Jamie Dimon isn't alone. Throughout history we've had haters that are more interested in protecting their jobs than improving their industry and making the world a better place. In 1899, Charles Doole, who was the commissioner of the US Patent Office, said that everything that can be invented has been invented. In 1927, HM Warner said, "Who the hell wants to see films where the actors speak?" The fact is that Jamie Diamond is protecting a dying industry and he doesn't even know it yet. I don't personally understand the value of something that has no actual value. So in order to help Jamie understand the value of Bitcoin, I've pulled up some charts from credit unions and banks in the United States, and I want to go through each point one by one. So Mr. Diamond sees absolutely no value in Bitcoin, but he does see value in having a US checking account, which is interesting, because if you have a US checking account, the chances are you're paying approximately $10.27 per month in fees, just for the pleasure of having that account. But wait, if you go through a credit union, you can reduce that fee to $6. I just wanna make it clear that if you own Bitcoin and you have a Bitcoin wallet, it costs zero to own. There's no maintenance fees, there's no minimum balances. There is absolutely no cost associated with actually owning Bitcoin. Next, we have minimum balances and waived fees. Why do you need a minimum balance? You're giving the bank your money they're using your money to go and lend to other people the very idea that they can't cover their fees and their operations is comical look at the profits look at the way their shares have been performing in the market and then add the fact that in 2008 we had to bail them out after they royally screwed up our economy to a point that it was barely barely able to recover now they want to tell you it's oh incredible we have online banking mate online banking has been around since 1999 you're 20 years late When I use my Bitcoin account and when I use my Bittrex account, they require that I have two-factor authentication. When I use your bank account, you want to send me an SMS message. There's no comparison. You're 20 years behind the technology and you're you're somehow still arguing about it. One place that banks still have a large competitive advantage on is when it comes to getting fiat in your hand. Because when you actually need currency, uh, converting Bitcoin to cash is still complicated. There are more solutions coming out on the market, the transactions are getting better, and that's something as a community not we know that we're working on. But uh, when it comes to, for example, having a bank account and being able uh, to go to an ATM and pull money, that is one place right now uh, that the banks are winning. But if you've watched my videos, you'll know that 10x and there are other payment providers that are hot on the heels uh, of these banks and on these credit card processes. So even that is about to change. Now, The next part of this graph is really what pisses me off, because it says here that if you have insufficient funds in your bank account, that there's a $34 fee associated with that. Now, I want to point out that the minimum wage before tax in the United States is $7.50, so that means that if you're a single mother and you're working, and let's say that you go shopping and you overdraft your account by $1, you'll be charged $34 in fees. Now, if you want to go and work, you've got to go work five hours to go and pay off that stupid overdraft fee for a dollar. And you could say, well, that single mother, she should have uh, checked her balances more often or she should have done something else. Look, I understand that you shouldn't overdraft your account and I understand that it was a mistake. What I don't understand is how the fact that you were able to advance somebody literally one dollar for one day, you can somehow justify the fact that you need a $34 fee. Everything's done electronically. You're not servicing the customers. This wasn't like some huge, massive inconvenience to you. There's absolutely no reason or possible way that you can justify a $34.48 fee. And when the credit union says, oh, here's a a better deal. We're gonna give you a $27.82 fee. It's ridiculous. Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are changing this. We are getting rid of banks. Things are becoming peer to peer. We're building systems of trust. We're building uh, uh, technologies where we don't need to trust banks anymore. And the important thing to note is that banks haven't treated us very fairly in the past either.